Welcome back, Jeff Nattier and everyone else. It's Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Yes, a big shout out to Jeff Nattier. Jeff we Nattier. Haven't done that. It's been a whole day since we've done that. So yes, we so we thought we'd, yeah, just in case. Got to watch her. He might send his cows after us. Yeah. Got to watch that. Could send the herd after us. Yeah, Bessie. Yeah. Hey, Eric, just in case you're wondering, today's day 280. Oh, I got to cut you off there for just a second. Sorry. Big shout out to Jeff Nattier. Okay, go ahead, Chip. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Today is 280. Yep, Jeff Nattier. It, and we're reading Ecclesiastes. Chapters. Six, Jeff. Six, seven, eight, Nattier. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> We're going to finish the book of Ecclesiastes. Sure Eric's are. in one of his crazy moods. I am, man. And so watch out, today. everybody. Watch out. Everybody just, yeah. We're reading the up. book of Ecclesiastes with Eric in one of his crazy moods. This could be the recipe for something exciting. It's about time. Could be. It's about time. Could be. Yeah, I know. It's been a while since we did anything interesting. Yeah. Okay, there is another serious tragedy Very serious. I have seen under the sun, and it weighs heavily on, heavily, not heavenly, heavily on humanity. God gives some people great wealth and honor and everything they could ever want, but then he doesn't give them the chance to enjoy these things. They die, and someone else, even a stranger, ends up enjoying their wealth. This is meaningless, a sickening tragedy. A man might have a hundred children and live to be very old, but if he finds no satisfaction in life and doesn't get a doesn't even get a decent burial, it would have been better for him to be born dead. His birth would have been meaningless, and he would have ended in darkness. He wouldn't have even had a name, and he would never have seen the sun or known of its existence. Yet, he would have had more peace than in growing up to be an unhappy man. He might live a thousand years twice over, but still not find contentment. And since he must die like everyone else, well, what's the use? All people spend their lives scratching for food, but they never seem to have enough. So are, wise pe- so are wise people really better off than fools? Do poor people gain anything by being wise and knowing how to act in front of others? Enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So what good are they? In the few days of our meaningless lives, who knows how our days can be spent? Our lives are like a shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth after we're gone? A good reputation is more valuable than costly perfume, and the day you die is better than the day you're born. Better to spend your time at funerals than at parties. After all, everyone dies, so the living should take this to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for sadness has a refining influence on us. A wise person thinks a lot about death, while a fool thinks only about having a good time. Better to be criticized by a wise person than be praised by a fool. A fool's laughter is quickly gone, like thorns crackling in a fire. This is also meaningless. Hmm. Extortion turns wise people into fools, and bribes corrupt the heart. Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. Control your temper, for anger labels you a fool. Don't long for the good old days. This is not wise. Hmm. Wisdom is even better when you have money. Both are benefit as you go through life. Wisdom and money can get you almost anything but only wisdom can save your life. Accept the way God does things, for who can straighten what he has made crooked? Enjoy prosperity while you can, but when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. Remember that nothing is certain in this life. I've seen everything in this meaningless life, including the death of a good, good young people and the long life of wicked people. So don't be too good or too wise. Why destroy yourself? On the other hand, don't be too wicked either. Don't be a fool. Why die before your time? Pay attention to these instructions, for anyone who fears God will avoid both extremes. 
One wise person is stronger than ten leading cities of a town. Not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. Don't eavesdrop on others. You may hear your servant curse you, for you know how often you yourself have cursed others. I've always tried my best to let wisdom guide my thoughts and actions, and I said to myself, I'm determined to be wise, but it didn't work. Wisdom is always distant and difficult to find. I searched everywhere, determined to find wisdom and to understand the reason for things. I was determined to prove to myself that wickedness is stupid and that foolishness is madness. I discovered that a seductive woman is a trap more bitter than death. Her passion is a snare and her soft hands are chains. Those who are pleasing to God will escape her, but sinners will be caught in her snare. This is my conclusion, says the teacher. I discovered this after looking at the matter from every possible angle. Though I have searched repeatedly, I have not found what I was looking for. Only one out of a thousand men is virtuous, but not one woman. But I did find this. God created people to be virtuous, but they have each turned to follow their own downward path. Hmm. Oh, how wonderful to be wise, to analyze and interpret things. Wisdom lights up a person's face, softening its harshness. Obey the king, since you vowed to God that you would. That you would. Don't try to avoid your duty and don't stand with those who plot evil. For the king can do whatever he wants. His command is backed by great power. No one can resist or question it. Those who obey him will not be punished. Those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. For there is a time and a way for everything, even when a person is in trouble. Indeed, how can people avoid what they don't know is going to happen? None of us can hold back our spirit from departing. None of us has the power to prevent the day of our death. There is no escaping the obligation, that dark battle, and in the face of death, wickedness will certainly not rescue the wicked. I have thought deeply about all that goes on here under the sun, where people have the power to hurt each other. I have seen wicked people buried with honor, yet they were the very ones who frequented the temple and are now praised in the same, in the same city where they committed their crimes. This, too, is meaningless. When a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. But even though a person sins a hundred times and still lives a long time, I know that those who fear God will be better off. The wicked will not prosper, for they do not fear God. Their days will never grow long like the evening shadows. And this is not all that is meaningless in our world. In this life, good people are often treated as though they are wicked, and wicked people are often treated as though they were good. This is so meaningless. So I recommend having fun, because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way, they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. In my search for wisdom and in my observation of people's burdens here on earth, I discovered that there is ceaseless activity day and night. I realized that no one can discover everything God is doing under the sun. Not even the wisest people discover everything, no matter what they claim. This too I carefully explored. Even though the actions of godly and wise people are in God's hands, no one knows whether God will show them favor. The same destiny ultimately awaits everyone, whether righteous or wicked, good or bad, ceremonially clean or unclean, religious or irreligious. <clears throat> good people receive the same treatment as sinners, and people who make promises to God are treated like people who don't. It seems so wrong that everyone under the sun suffers the same fate. Already twisted by evil, people choose their own mad course, for they have no hope. There is nothing ahead but death anyway. There was hope only for the living. As they say, it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. The living at least know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, nor are they remembered. Whatever they did in their lifetime, loving, hating, ending, it's long gone. Mm. They no longer play a part in anything here on earth. So go ahead, eat your food with joy, and drink your wine with a happy heart, for God approves of this. Wear fine clothes with a splash of cologne. 
Live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. The wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil. Whatever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no working or planning or knowledge or wisdom. I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. People can never predict when hard times might come. Like fish in a net or birds in the trap, people are caught by sudden tragedy. Here's another bit of wisdom that has impressed me as I have watched the way of our, that our world works. There was a small town with only a few people, and a great king came with his army and besieged it. A poor, wise man knew how to save the town, and so it was rescued. But afterward, no one thought to thank him. So even though wisdom is better than strength, those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. What they say will not be appreciated for long. Better to hear the quiet words of a wise person than the shouts of a foolish king. Better to have wisdom than weapons of war. But one sinner can destroy much that is good. As dead flies cause even a bottle of perfume to stink, so a little foolishness spoils great wisdom and honor. A wise person chooses the right road, a fool takes the wrong one. You can identify fools just by the way they walk down the street. If your boss is angry at you, don't quit. A quiet spirit can overcome even great mistakes. There is another evil I've seen under the sun. Kings and rulers make a grave mistake when they give great authority to foolish people and low positions to people of proven worth. I've even seen servants riding horseback like princes and princes walking like servants. When you dig a well, you might fall in. When you demolish an old wall, you could be bitten by a snake. When you work in a quarry, stones might fall and crush you. When you chop wood, there is danger with each stroke of your axe. Using a dull axe requires great strength, so sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. If a snake bites you before you charm it, what's the use of being a snake charmer? Wise words bring approval, but fools are destroyed by their own words. Fools base their thoughts on foolish assumptions, so their conclusions will be wicked madness. They chatter on and on. No one really knows what is going to happen. No one can predict the future. Fools are so exhausted by a little work that they can't even find their way home. What sorrow for the land ruled by a servant, that land whose leaders feast in the morning. Happy is the land whose king is a noble leader and whose leaders feast at the proper time to gain strength for their work, not to get drunk. Laziness leads to a sagging roof. Idleness leads to a leaky house. A party gives laughter, wine gives happiness, and money gives everything. Never make light of the king, even in your thoughts, and don't make fun of the powerful, even in your bedroom. For a little bird might deliver your message and tell them what you said. Send your grain across the seas, and in time profits will flow back to you. But divide your investments among many places, for you do not know what risks, what risks might lie ahead. When clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb, you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon, for you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. Light is sweet. How pleasant to see a new day dawning. When people live to be very old, let them rejoice in every day of life. But let them also remember there'll be many dark days. Everything still to come is meaningless. Young people, it's wonderful to be young. Enjoy every minute of it. Do everything you want to do. Take it all in. 
but remember that you must give an account to God for everything you do. So refuse to worry and keep your body healthy, but remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless. Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your Creator. Honor Him in your youth before you grow old and say, Life is not pleasant anymore. Remember Him before the light of the sun, moon, and stars is dim in dim to your old eyes, and rain clouds continually darken your sky. Remember him before your legs, the guards of your house start to tremble, and before your shoulders, the strong men stoop. Remember him before your teeth, your few remaining servants stop grinding, and before your eyes, the women looking through the windows see dimly. Remember him before the door to life's opportunities is closed, and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of birds, but then all their sounds will will grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about danger in the streets, before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom, and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper, and the caperberry no longer inspires sexual desire. Remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your creator now when you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. For then the dust will return to earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. Keep this in mind. The teacher was considered wise and he taught the people everything he knew. He listened carefully to many proverbs, studying and classifying them. The teacher sought to find just the right words to express truths clearly. The words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. Their collected sayings are like a snail-studded stick with which a shepherd drives a sheep. But, my child, let me give you some further advice. Be careful, for writing books is endless, and much study wears you out. That's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. And And that that is our our reading today. today. Mm -hmm. And we read that. And as we read that, it was meaningless. It was utterly meaningless. Yes, utterly meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like trying to... But, anyway. But God makes it meaningful. Yes! So we have two questions. Yeah, the two questions are, what's it tell us about God and what's it tell us about ourselves? I have a very fun observation today. Oh, that'd be good. I like your observations. This one's weird. It's good, though. Okay. okay. So what's it tell us about God? Sorry. Yeah, no, thanks for asking. I'll say that God wants us to remember him. You know, remember him. And that's really what it comes down to is fearing God, remembering him, and he has adds value and makes things meaningful in life. And so if they don't have to be meaningless. It can be meaningful, but it's about remembering him. And uh, he's talking to youth here towards the end. And, he, and Eric, you read the list of things failing in the body. Yeah. You know, and uh, as people get older, and I and you do this as well, you know, being pastor at a church, we connect with older people all the mm-hmm. time. And we visit them. Usually it's in the hospital or sometimes in their home and their body is failing and they say, don't get old, <laughs> but it's too late because every day we get old. Yeah. And sooner or later, you're going to feel what this writer's talking about. And it, I think the point here is just like, remember him now before these things, you know, start to get in the way and you got all these things on your mind, just remember him and never lose sight of him. Cause really God's the answer to all this. And we never want to forget him. Even when we, when we get to this point where we have all these aches and pains and struggles in life that he's our everything and our only thing. But I just think it's important that, you know, he wants us and he, he's given us his word to remember him. Mm-hmm. 
and the Holy Spirit to remember him. That's right. And he's created the church that we can get together and remember him together with other people, like minded people, believers. So it's all about remembering him so we don't forget him, so we can live our life for him. And so it's not meaningless, it's meaningful. So remember him. I love that. That's what he wants. I love it. Okay. What's your observation? Here's my fun observation. It was right at the very beginning. Oh. A man might have a hundred children and live to be very old, but if he finds no satisfaction in life and doesn't get a decent burial, it would have been better for him to be born dead. His birth would have been meaningless, and he would have ended in darkness. He wouldn't even have a name, and he would never have seen the sun or known of its existence, yet he would have had more peace than in growing up to be an unhappy man. He might live a thousand years twice over and find no contentment. And since he must die like everyone else, well, what's the use? So that person who grew up and finds no contentment is Solomon. Right? Yeah. He's, he's, that's him. He's describing himself. Yeah, Who's point. the other person? Hmm. His brother hmm. that David and Bathsheba had hmm. who was born dead. Hmm. Wow. Right? And so right. he's writing here and saying, I'm actually, because I'm so unsatisfied with life in trying to find it in, in satisfaction in money and in women and in food and drink and in my work, I'm so unsatisfied with my, li- my life, I wish I could trade places with my brother hmm. who died before I was born. Wow. You know, I've never thought of that before, but that, That's I mean. realistic. It's for sure. Yeah, it just yeah. kind of adds a new like, yeah. texture to it, in, mm-hmm. my, in my opinion. Hmm. So, That's cool. yeah, uh, as far as what this says about us, man, so much, so much, but I just love the end. I mean, how can you not go with the end, you know? So just, this is the end. Like, everything may seem meaningless. Everything seems hard. Everything seems difficult. But at the end of the day, fear God and obey his commands because it's your duty. Now, today, we don't say fear God and obey his commands because it's his, it's our duty. We go with what Jesus said. If you love me, keep my commandments, John 14, 15. So uh, now we understand that the benefit is not just... Um, keeping commands because we're supposed to. That's just what you're supposed to do. You know, it's just what we do. You know, it's, hmm. no, we love God. So, yeah. you know, fear God and obey his commands. It's everyone's duty. Yeah, so now we move from duty to delight. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that is what that's we do. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. The book of Ecclesiastes. Wow, that was a long one, but All a good done. one. And I think we just so have good. Job and then the New Testament. Is that right? Well, let me uh, let me contact our legal department. Uh, hey, Allison, this is Chip. Oh, hey, what's up, Chip? How's everything going? <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, uh, we're just checking here. We just finished Ecclesiastes. We okay, good job. Sure good that, job, boys. Oh, thank you, Allison. We want to make sure that I, we think that Job is the last of it, and then we hit the New Testament. Is that correct? I think that's true. Also, did you remember to shout out Jeff Nadier? <laughs> yes, we did, Allison. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we did get the memo. Thank you. Okay. But I don't know. Are you, do you have a cold or something? Your voice seems uh, a little... No, uh, this is just how I always talk. <laughs> okay, Allison. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very interesting, but we'll... Well, definitely. Yeah, uh, so it's Job, and then it's the New Testament right after Job. Yeah, we're looking in just a couple weeks, I think, then. Wonderful. That's what we thought, but we want to contact legal, and that's you. All right, I've got to go read To Kill a Mockingbird and uh, prepare a lesson on it and The Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah, don't forget about Moby Dick. Yeah, Moby Dick. Please. I have to go. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Wow. Uh, Did you call Allison? 
Uh, sorry, I had to step out of the room for a moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, Eric, welcome back from okay. you know going to the restroom. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I contacted legal. It was Allison. She sounded oh, a, a little under the weather, but I guess that's her uh, normal voice. No, I always think that's just that's how she talks. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But anyway, yeah, that's correct. So just Job, uh, and then we'll get right into the New Testament. That means. That now is the time to invite people. Oh. We want everyone to do the New Testament with us. We everyone. are finishing Job yep. and then going straight into the Gospel of Luke. So yeah, Right to Luke. Yeah, we really, 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 really want you guys to get some people on board with us so yeah. we can so read the New Testament invite together. Them, maybe have a New Testament listing party. There you go. Yeah. Or do it with your family. Oh, a family, family. listening party. That sounds good. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys tomorrow for Joe. Okay. Great chatting with you, Jeff Nadier, and we will. uh, And Allison too. Yeah. Yes. uh, I didn't get to chat with Allison. Well, yeah, I did. I missed out. It was delightful. I bet it was. Yeah, and I hope you flushed. (laughs) I. I did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Goodbye.